you are now tuned in and therefore have positioned yourself to become undeniable in your pursuit of personal, professional, and spiritual excellence. Now, it is my hope that you are pursuing excellence in your life because if you are not, you have come to the right place today. Welcome to this value-packed episode of Become Undeniable. I am your mostly mostly humble host, Brad Austin, keeping it real no matter whose feelings it hurts while providing undeniable value to you every step of the way. So as with every episode today, we have a super special guest. He comes to us from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. But before I introduce him, I got to tell you, with with the way things are going, not only in business, politically, socially, etc., I'm I'm coming to the conclusion more and more that your reputation is more important than ever before. Man, our grandfathers who were telling us about this a long time ago, they say your word is your bond. They say all you have is your credibility. All you have is your reputation. And man, they are 100% right because those things are just timeless, like a nice firm handshake looking somebody in the eye. These There are things that are timeless that need to be incorporated and in many instances brought back or taught to the younger generation because, man, I, that's I'm not going to get into that rabbit hole right now. I'm just going to go ahead and mosey on over, digress, and introduce my special guest today, who is the founder and CEO of an awesome company called Reputation Igniter. He's also a fellow Navy veteran, awesome husband and father of two, again, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, helping, helping companies just really strengthen their reputation so that we know who the good guys are out there and who the shysters are, right? Keeping that separation real. So, Chris Lalini, man, it is a pleasure to have you, sir. How the heck are you? I'm doing awesome. Thanks, Brad, for that awesome intro. Uh, I'm I'm humbled uh, for sure, but looking forward to uh, adding some undeniable value today uh, what? if I can. What? <laughs> I know you can. That's why you're here. <laughs> and nice, nice touch adding the title in early on, man. Some people hey. do it early. Some people do it later. You get extra points for that. I'm going to give you a gold star. I'm going to write a good review for you for that one. Oh, right? you're very kind. You know, it's, it's, that, it's that SEO, uh, you know, background. Always on SEO in your head? Yep, absolutely, <laughs> man. You got to plug all those keywords, so. <laughs> you got you to learn to be a mind reader somehow, right? Jeez. Yeah. Boy, oh. Let's let's get into this, man, because this is this is I know this is going to be a value packed show, and I know you have such wisdom to provide here. But let's let's start on the consumer side because, sure. as an entrepreneur in marketing myself, you know I, I understand the struggles, I understand the daily grind, I understand all these things, and really, marketing in some sense, right, is the ability to get inside the head of the consumer to learn about their interests, to learn about what they want, and, and then to be able to provide them your product should they want that product, right? And it's an ongoing struggle. But I want to get into the psychology of the consumer of consumer behavior, right? Then my first question for you, Chris, is because again, I know you know about all this stuff. You're deep in this, you're deep in this. But why are consumers so unforgiving, man? I mean, why are they why are they so quick to take time to write the bad reviews for a company and we'll get into the good stuff later. But I mean, why are, sure. why are consumers so unforgiving? What's your thoughts on that? You know, I think, uh, 
I mean, I, we've all got our opinions, right? And I like to I like to believe the best in people, right? And uh, what I what I've found over you know almost a decade of of doing this is the reason why people write negative reviews is because they they feel like they couldn't get a hold of somebody that was actually going to change the situation that they experienced. Um, and so as a result, because there's a new platform or a new, um, what's the right word? Um, yeah, just a platform for them to kind of voice their opinion, which is all these review sites online, right? That that they go to that really in hopes of um, eliciting change in that business, right? And it's it's usually, you know, they just, they're upset about something, right? They feel like maybe they've called the office, they've called the business or whatever, and the gatekeeper's doing their job really well, right? And so again, everybody's everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. I think it's just sometimes people can't differentiate between what's actually happening and what needs to be addressed and, and, and you know, creating a situation where, you know, the gatekeeper won't let them talk to the manager or the manager won't let them talk to the owner really. And they just, they, they know that if they talk to the manager, it's probably not going to get rectified because the manager is the one who is part of the issue, right? Or wh whatever the case would be. And so what happens is people go into these public forums because they know, or they hope that's, you know, a small business owner in this example, right? Or any business owner would see that, read that and want to change and evolve, right? And so that's usually why people end up there. Right. Because what I see is when you give people an opportunity, and that's one of the things that we do for our clients, we give a customer, you know, a channel to the business owner to communicate that feedback. They take it. They don't want to write a negative review. Right. And, and, and so if you open up those lines of communication, you show openness and transparency and authenticity to the process. You're just you're not going to get the public black eye, which is what we fear as business owners. Instead, you're going to open yourself up to the invaluable feedback that you would get from a, cu a customer knowing that there's something broken potentially in the business and being able to resolve that early on. So again, I really don't think it's, I mean, yes, there are people who are just upset and, you know, an analogy I give to certain people because they're like, oh, what if I get a bad review? And I, first of all, I say that it's actually gold. You just don't know it's a golden opportunity. Um, but there's people who will, you know, unless, and you're a person of faith, right? Unless Jesus Christ himself came down and like put the fence in, right? Even they'd be like, well, I don't know. Looks like Jesus missed a couple of nails over there, right? You know I mean? They're just that kind of person. It's like, well, I just, I hope that when you go see the good Lord, you kind of repent or do what I do, whatever you need to do kind of thing. But that's, that's just, there's just some people out there and whatever. It makes your business look human too. I think that's the other thing too, is everybody wants to look perfect in today's day and age. And like perfection just, I think breeds reads its own sort of questions and assumptions but yeah hopefully that was that that kind of got to the heart of what you were asking but maybe i missed so you no, let me no, know you're on, you're on point and you're right you, what you alluded to and actually what you said is is i mean especially in the age of social media where you know the introduction of social media however many years ago it, it really just it really just quote unquote i put it in quotes gave everyone a voice right mm -hmm. to air their dirty laundry and more and, and just call people out and, and not knowing what that business is going through, what it takes to provide that service or product to them, because they're not people generally speaking, who, um, who have taken that risk themselves in starting a business, right? It's, it's, is, yeah. have you found that most people who are just that quick to write reviews are people who themselves have never had a business or don't take the risk? Um, 
you know, I, I haven't pulled, pulled the, pulled those people because I don't like to spend much time with them, but no, I mean, I would say that, yeah, in general, you know, it's, it's misunderstandings, yeah, right. Especially when you see like, you know, the food service stuff, like my wife, yeah. my wife's always got this like thing. She's like, you know, I think everybody should have to work a job in food service. Cause I think you just respect your waiters and your waitresses a lot yeah. more knowing what it takes to like, not just perform, but be on point and get everything together and all that kind of stuff. Um, from that standpoint, but, uh, yeah, no, I think again, it's just, it's just people having miscommunication and, um, just wanting to communicate. And I think too, right. The other like side of that coin is I think a lot of people get frustrated with like the false, like, um, image that, that a lot of companies can put up. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's like, it's, it's a thin veneer in the sense that like you're saying with social media, right. It can look so perfect. Right. And you feel like, oh my God, I'm getting the best thing in the world, right? But then when that, you know, expectations here, deliveries here, there's such a gap, right? I think people are just trying to make other people aware, like, hey, just just so you know, like curb your curb your expectations because it's not going to be necessarily there. So yeah, I mean, it's there's a, there's a lot of dynamics to it, but you know, in general, I think people are good natured and they want to write good things. And most people, to be honest with you, the vast majority, if they didn't have a good experience, they just go elsewhere. They just they vote with their dollar and. You know, if, if you weren't good this time with, you know, the fence or you weren't good this time with the meal, they're just going to go somewhere else. Right. And I think that's the other piece. And we can we can get into that maybe later. I, I don't know. But just there's a couple of people that I listened to and, and they just talk about you, your reputation will eventually precede you in the sense that your cost of acquisition will continue to increase if you don't address the imports, right? So it, it has a multiplier effect in the, either the positive or the negative direction, right? If your reputation is good and it strengthens over time, that creates a multiplier and there's a, a good spread. And you will find that your cost of acquisition for customers going forward actually reduces over time because they're so yeah. sold on you because they've heard you or seen you and they've experienced you or whatever. Right. But it can go in the opposite direction, right? Um, the negative direction where, you know, you're online and you got ad spend and you're at, you're spending more and more and more to acquire a customer. And you're just sitting there going, man, why, you know, Google and YouTube are just taking my money left and right. And it's like, well, no, that's not actually the case. The, the issue is, is you have to reach so many more people because you got to get beyond all the people that know that you're bad or have heard that you're bad to the people who have never heard about you. So you can potentially convert them into a customer. So it's just, it's, it's interesting that there's just, there's such a, such an impact of it if you don't pay attention to it right even if you are a small business so but, yeah you know. man you you took the second question out of my mouth um because it sounds like yeah those bad reviews man it sounds like you're just it sounds like you're 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 digging a valley for yourself right where the rest of the world is at the ground level of that valley and you're stuck down there so you're having to claw your way out of it right or a better analogy might be that you've built a wall around yourself and you got to punch through the wall to find the people that um, you know, haven't heard of you, right? That, that makes a lot of sense. I was going to ask you how, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, why the ad spend would increase and why the marketing costs would increase and why the, the perplexion may set in. And for the record, neither one of those analogies were great. They both sucked. So let's move on. <laughs> so, um, so do Chris, so do you like do most, okay. You know, you talked about people expressing their voice, you know, they're, mm -hmm. I think the most known review site is Yelp, right? Sure. Um, or maybe there's another one, but um, do most, do most companies actually pay attention 
to that? Or does it have to get so bad for someone else, for the word to get to them that, that they're being talked about like that? Or, you know, I know consumers think that they're going to post on Yelp and the CEO of that company is going to see it and he's going to get mad and he's going to call me personally and he's going to just fix my problem. Not the case, honey. So is that, I mean, do people, do most companies even notice that? Um, I would say that in today's day and age, most, um, most businesses are aware, um, simply because they've kind of got to like claim their profiles on these, these places. And, you know, a lot of businesses, they feel honestly like a little defenseless in the sense that they don't know really like, Hey, how do I actively go out and build my reputation? Right. Other than they're doing their job in the community and they hope the reputation, you know, spreads. And so most of them feel like they're just at the mercy of these platforms because they're not intentionally, you know, curating, um, that, that reputation to be, to be built. So I would say that I'd say probably 80% like are very well aware that they're getting negative reviews and they're pissed off about it. And, you know, they can go anywhere from like, well, that, you know, screw that guy, that guy did this, that, and the other thing. Right. And then there's the other people who are just like, man, I just, I, I work so hard and I'm trying to like, and the, the minority is the ones who like, you know, go screw that guy. The majority are the ones who just go, man, I'm just trying to make a living here, man. I have no idea like why they were so angry or what they got so upset about. Right. Um, and then there's a small percentage of who are just like super clueless because the organization is so big and somebody else is, you know, listening to all that kind of stuff and maybe not communicating to them. But, you know, most business owners I think are, are well aware of it um, in that case. So, Yeah. And what you just said is a great segue into into the next thing I want to talk about with you. And I mean, like, you know, to to a business owner who's listening right now, I mean, even though like everybody's going to get bad reviews, man, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter how if you're a Fortune 500 company or, or if you're a small mom and pop shop down the street, everybody's going to get bad reviews, right? My company, I've gotten bad reviews. In my case, it's because users on my mobile app are writing into us and complaining that we're not giving them enough free money fast enough. So, I mean, you can't. <laughs> You can't win. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm sorry that I'm, you know, I'm not your bank, but it's, <laughs> you know, it's another story. But I mean, tell us why, tell us why it is so important to make the effort to build up your company's reputation and reviews. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like you're talking about, it's, it's, it's for the inevitability, right? That you're going to get to the person who, um, you know, isn't, doesn't like your service or, you know, they referred to you and maybe it was okay, but they, they've got a different opinion of what they expected. Right. And so that's really where, you know, what I kind of coach my clients through is like, Hey, look, we, we've got to put some systems and processes in place for you to actively ensure that the people who've had good experience with you, um, actually share that online. Right. Um, because that's, that's the only way if, as long as you make it quick and convenient and easy for them to do is the only way you're going to combat that. Right. Cause I, I talk about this kind of concept of like insulating, right. And protecting your reputation is, I mean, just like most things in life, it's, it's a numbers game, right? You're inevitably going to get negative reviews. The question is, are you doing your effort on the other side? That's taking the 96% of your customers who are delighted with you, AKA four or five stars or five stars. Right. Uh, and making sure that they've got a voice online, right? Because most people who like you, like what they do is they just come back and they spend money with you again, right? Like they don't, they don't know like, oh, does this guy need a review? Like they're not thinking that way, right? So the question right. is you, you got to make sure you've put in some system or process in place to make sure that you're allowing them to know what channels you'd like them to communicate, what the experience is so that um, they can do it. And that's where I think the vast majority, I mean, it's obviously it's growing, but I would still say that 
80 to 90% of any type of business in any type of market in any region in the US is not actively building their reputation online. And the ones who are, are like literally reaping the benefits hand over fist. So, yeah. So a question that kind of I had, and I'm sure other business owners listening are going to have this question for you. Just as, a, as an aside, I mean, I keep coming up with questions, even though I've gotten everything prepared here, um, come up with more of them. But I mean, is it, if a small business guy is listening to this, um, just sidestepping for a second here, I mean, is there any value or, or benefit to, say, offering customers like an incentive to post good reviews for them? Uh, that's a great question. Um <clears throat> I think incentivizing reviews is pretty much against terms of service on every platform uh, now. And um, I would also say, I would share this too, for the person who's like, oh, but I feel like I need to. You actually don't. If you're providing good quality service, you put that, you know, uh, request in front of your customer and you're going to get reviews. And so, uh, like I said, I've also, or like I was going to say is, I've also not seen it change anything, right? And in, 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 and in reality, you kind of rob that person of the altruistic like um, excitement or delight that they get out of doing it mm. for you if you try and pay them off. Because like sometimes that turns people right. off. It's like, oh man, like I'm being bought for a five or a ten bucks Starbucks gift card. And let's be honest, nobody. I mean, a coffee at Starbucks isn't even five bucks anymore, right? So you got to give them a ten dollar gift card, or they can't actually buy anything, right? But it's more the fact that I think people like to be doing things out of the goodness of their heart um, and feeling like what they're doing is benefiting others. And that's usually the messaging we typically use because people aren't, you know, they're like, man, I just paid you, you know, 25 grand for a roof. And like, you're asking for more from me, right? Instead, we kind of go, hey, you know, would you be so kind as to share your experience online so that others may benefit? Because that's really what they're doing is they're helping other people find a good roofer in that, you know, uh, that situation, right. Or a good fe- or a good fencing company or whatever, right. To continue to use my analogy earlier, which I think was apt considering that Jesus was a carpenter. I didn't even think about that <laughs> until, until I started talking about the nails missing, but yeah. <laughs> nice. No, that's, that's good. That's good stuff. Okay. So yeah. business owners listening, save your money, use it for something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, the other thing too, that I think is a, a cool sort of caveat to that, if you're an in-touch business owner is the fact that, um, you can also use those reviews to motivate your employees, right? Cause you typically know who the employee was that worked with that person. And instead of you being the boss and being like, Oh yeah, you know, like you're doing great. Like they've heard that a million times. They're, they're kind of mm-hmm. over it. Right. But if you go, Hey, you know, Cindy, just so you know, uh, Steve came in the other day and he actually wrote this amazing, incredible Google review. And I know you helped him by the way, this is what he said. You're fantastic. Way to kick butt, you know, keep, keep it up. Yeah. Right. I just, I think that is a different level of ownership that you create inside your organization and the culture that you build is, is so much more like just, you know, all about ownership. Right. I guess in that, in that, in that sense. So yeah, yeah. there's other, man, other far reaching benefits. That's man. That's, that is, that is a great tip right there, man. Use, Use those reviews to build up your employees. That is phenomenal, bro. That's good. That's good. Because, I mean, you have to, you may have to take a couple minutes to figure out, to line it up, right? But if Mm -hmm. you care about your people, you'll do that because of how that is going to serve them and make them feel, right? And then in turn, they are going to work harder and be more committed to you. 100%. Exactly. So, yeah. 
I mean, it, it just makes sense. Um, so I'm asking this question, this next question kind of selfishly as an entrepreneur myself, but I mean, what are, what are some creative strategies to actually get more people to take the time to write good reviews for you? Because, you know, again, I've experienced this myself as a startup founder and I mean, getting people to do anything these in this day and age, it is, it's worse than pulling teeth, man. It is extremely difficult. I mean, even the people closest to you, you know, family, yeah. and everything else. I mean, it's like, you can't get people to do anything for you, even if it takes a minute, even if it takes a minute and a half, what it just, it's so difficult. So what's, what's some, what are some creative strategies that, that you can, you can implement, I mean, to, to get more people to do that for you? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you really got to leverage technology. Uh, number one, cause your time is valuable, right? Number yeah. two, cause their time is valuable. Uh, number three, cause like you said, people are just so distracted and there's so many competing priorities in their life. Right. So how do you make it easy for them? Right. Um, is, is the key, you know, how do you make sure that you, you follow up with them as a, as you know, reminding and stuff like that. And these are, and this is all stuff that we kind of build into our systems because these are the keys to making it, making it effective for the client. Right. And then I think also too, just making sure on the back end you're tracking like what you're doing, right. Cause maybe you're, maybe your wording or your verbiage is just totally off. Right. And you're just asking it in like a weird way or, who knows, maybe you got a typo and you didn't even realize it, right? Um, or something along those lines. But, you know, something something that's simple, straightforward, transparent, I think that's the other piece, right? It's like if it's like convoluted and meandering and circuitous, right? I think you just need to be, you know, upfront, straight with people. Because that's the other thing, too, is like we live in such a like a TikTok, you know, society. It's like, hey, man, if your message isn't clear and like, I don't know, what, what's the memory of a goldfish? Like nine, seven seconds or something like that. And like the human attention spans even less than that nowadays, yes. right? So <laughs> you, 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 you just, you gotta be able to like make sure that your request is is clear, concise to the point and you make it really easy. Like if there's any any friction, I mean, we've seen that literally over, over 10 years. It's like, we used to have like, you know, in, in the processes we would put in place, like a couple of like, you know, uh, maybe maybe gates, if you want to kind of, I don't gates, not a right word, but like just, just some like check boxes to kind of get through and, you know, we'd have extra questions or whatever. And it's just it's too much, man. It's just gotta be like straight and straightforward. Hey man, would you recommend us? Like, here's our Google link. Here's our Facebook link. If not, you know, get, get in touch with us. Like we want to make it right. Whatever, whatever the issue was. Right. So, yeah. So leveraging that technology you talked about, I mean, you know, I, I know what it, I can only imagine how long it would take if if you just were just doing it all manually, trying to get it yourself and, and everything. I mean, it's going to take a long time. So leveraging that technology, what can someone reasonably expect? I mean, I'm not asking you to commit to a timeline here, but how long would it realistically take for a company to compile a good amount of reviews for their business leveraging that technology? Yeah, I mean... Uh... I'm going to give the consultancy answer. Like it all depends, right? Um, you know, what, one of the things I would say is uh, it, it it hinges on two things, right? Is number one, like what's the volume of your business, right? Um, and then the, in terms of like how many customers, how many clients, how many patients are you serving on like a regular basis? Um, and then the other piece to that um, would be uh, what's the relationship like, you know, like, um, if you're a dentist, sometimes it's a little harder cause it's not like 
something that people like, right? But, you know, if you're some sort of like a landscaping company, right, and you're making their yard beautiful or awesome or whatever, right, then they're like really excited to share, right? Or, um, you know, if you're a plastic surgeon, right, it can be tougher because it's kind of an intimate thing. And, you know, sometimes they came for the right reasons and they're happy to share. Other ones are kind of like, oh, this is kind of personal and I don't really want to share that kind of thing. So you got to just take a lot of variables into consideration. But I think, you know, if you're, if your content or, you know, the way that you're, you're asking is, is delivered properly, I think they can be, um, you know, motivated uh, to want to share it because they know that it could, could have an impact. Right. But, you know, I think everybody wants to know, like, what's the percentage? And it's like, well, I would say the, in, like across all industries, the standard that we typically see, um, you know, from just our tracking is, is usually about 10% we'll write a review, but I've seen, you know, doctors up at 20%. I've seen, you know, uh, other ones, you know, like restaurants, usually it's like 5%, right? Just because the relationship just isn't as strong, right? Like if somebody came in and was like, you know, painting your house for like a week or something like that, like you're going to know them a lot more than somebody you just had dinner with, right? So anyways, right now, hopefully it's helpful. Yeah, man. So it, it as you were speaking, it kind of it kind of brought me back to something that is obviously not very deep in nature here, but it all comes back to, to really trying to provide absolutely the best service experience product that you possibly can, because especially in the service space, and I agree with you hundred percent, I think everybody should have to work as a waiter or waitress for a little while and, you know, and deal with people um, I also think that maybe they should also have to work retail for a little while. You know what I yeah. mean? That's a different animal mm-hmm. and, and they will, <laughs> they will have a whole new appreciation for those people and, and, and what they have to put up with, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But it comes back to really just caring enough, making the effort enough, inspiring your employees enough to put in that care and effort. Cause you can't be there 24 seven, right. To give those customers that experience. It's, it's, it's really obviously super important, but mm-hmm. let's, let's shift over to the business side of things a little more here. All right. And it seems like to me anyway, I could be wrong, but it seems like so many companies, especially small businesses, right? Cause again, they're, they aren't, they don't have a lot of the same advantages in place as the larger companies with the bigger budgets and everything. Um, especially small businesses. They're very, it seems like they're still very resistant to any kind of change, right? Even in this day and age, even in 2022, especially in the area of technology, it just seems like that you can, you can go certain places in your town and, and, and see that for yourself, you know? Um, so I guess if you're speaking to those people, um, how, how would you compel those folks to start embracing at least some technology that can help them to actually get focused on generating favorable re- reviews and getting more reviews. What would you say? That's a that's a great question, and um, you know, I think that's one of the biggest like revolutions that's probably happening in the small business world is this, um, like, uh, whatever you want to kind of call it, proliferation of 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 software. Right now, software for those who are like 
very into it knows that it can be death by a thousand paper cuts because it's like, oh, I have this little widget that does this and I have this widget that does this and I have this software that does this and I have this one. And then talk, having them all talk to each other, I think is, you know, tough uh, is is the next like level of challenge. Like how do you integrate is the, the big key word there. But, um, you know, what I would say in regards to, you know, accepting of technology is that and, and this is this is a very real thing. And in all honesty, I think as we head into this, you know, recession that that we're headed for, right, this is going to be, I think, one of the bigger defining things that's going to shake up and determine which small business owners like make it through um, is the ones that are leveraging technology, um, namely because the cohort that was the biggest buying um, cohort, which is the baby boomer generation, they've, they've moved past their peak spending, right? So what's coming now is it's the echo boom, right? And it's the millennials and, you know, Gen Xers and stuff. And we're much more tech savvy, right? And so for the mm. businesses who used to, you know, do things all old school, written on a piece of paper and all that kind of stuff, like kudos to you that you're still around and you're still rocking it that way. But I just, I implore you to change and, and, and use some technology, right? Even if it's just, you know, QuickBooks, for goodness sakes, to send a PDF copy, which is a digital copy, and have a payment link so that somebody can give you their money right away on a credit card, because that's how we like to buy things, right, as millennials. And so you have to start moving in that direction, right, uh, regardless. And I think what we're going to see is this shakeup that's really going to get rid of a lot of small businesses is going to be defined. And, and this is why I'm excited at all the clients that I'm helping. And I'm trying to do my best to help more clients, right, is realizing that, hey, if people can't find you online, right, and you don't look great online, that they're probably not going to call you, right? One of the things I tell my, you know, my clients and prospects all the time is I go, look, your website is no longer the gateway to your business, your reviews and your reputation are right? Like if you go Google your business right now, you will see that Google my business, your Google my business listings right there with all the star ratings of the Google reviews that you have. If you don't have a star rating, it means you have zero reviews. And that's a very scary place to be because you can get one one star review and then you're just a one star business. And that's just, it's coming back from that is hard, right? But then you'll see in the search result is like review site, review site, review site, because that's what Google thinks is important for somebody who's looking for your business is they want to see what kind of caliber and quality you are. And if you don't look good, your competition's a click away, right? So what are you doing to make sure that that first impression of you is one that incentivizes or, you know, implores them to kind of give you a call as opposed to look for your competition, right? So it's, it's just, it's, <clears throat> it's so key. Um, and I would say that, you know, maybe if you're not, if you're not using any other technology in your business, right, that, that you should use, some type of software that enables you to communicate with your clients more easily and generate reviews. Like if this is just the only thing that you do, cause you don't want to use anything on the back end, is like have some sort of a repository that's collecting all your clients details and giving you the opportunity to ask for reviews. Cause I think even if that's all you do, um, you could come out on the other side of this recession. Well, right. And I just, I think we're going to see a lot of like older businesses that have refused to kind of like, embrace that stuff, uh, just kind of fall by the wayside because their phone's just going to stop ringing, right? Because people in a recession, they hold on to their money tighter, which means that they do more research online. And if they're doing more research online, that means they're looking harder and deeper into your business. Well, if there's just nothing to really look at, right, then they're just going to go pick somebody who they're like, oh, you know, I could use this HVAC, you know, contractor that my friend, you know, you know, turn me on to, and he's got 25 reviews or 40 reviews and he's got, you know, 4.3 stars, which isn't bad, but it's also not great, you know, or I don't know. I've been 
seeing all these, you know, signs by blah, 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 HVAC and plumbing. And that guy has 1200 reviews and he's 4.8 stars. Like clearly that guy does a lot of business. He's probably pretty good at it, right? Like they're going to yeah. call because they're holding on to their money and they could probably get a discount with that guy or whatever the case may be. Right. So I think that's where the rub is, is I think that's where we're going to see the great shakeup or the great, the great consolidation happening is that these smaller, younger bucks, right. And I love working with those guys, right. Who are millennials who either bought a business from a baby boomer or they started their business. Right. I got guys who, who are coming up and they're kicking the pants off of people that have been around for 30 years, right. Just because they're leveraging technology and these, these, these digital sort of marketing components, just much faster than these older businesses are. And they're gaining market share at an incredible rate. And it's like, yeah, like I, I mean, I think if you're, if you're like a HVAC guy and you're just starting out, man, you, you couple, you know, using, using a, uh, a review service, couple that with using some Google local service ads, man, I, I think you, you could come out of the recession, like with a booming business, probably making a couple of mil, right? Like I just, I think you could, I really think that opportunity lies out there because so many people are just not paying attention to the areas that they need to be paying attention to. Um, so yeah, my yeah. two cents. No, it, that's, that's about, that's about a dollar's worth, bro. That's, that's good stuff. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, especially, especially, oh my gosh, bro. You, when you said HVAC and uh, you just reminded me, especially for like blue collar type companies, like plumbers, electricians, you know, any, all those vital services that we love that we need, right? Because it's especially in the area of, uh, you know, in, in those um, trade type businesses, et cetera, right? They, they, so the overwhelming majority of those guys are not really embracing technology or they think they are because they actually have a website that when you go to it, it sucks. You know what I mean? Like, sure. but, you know, honestly, they think they've done their part and they can move on. But the yeah. truth is what you're saying, people need to hear what you're saying, bro, because especially you small business guys who are out there who have, who have pushed the technology away for so long. Chris is right. You, you can get passed by, you know what I mean? We can pass you by and it's not something that we want for you. You, you just, you got to take this advice. You got to heed it. So I'm going to sidestep here for a second, Chris, because I, I kind of want your opinion on, yeah. on, on this because you know, uh, one of the reasons I created this show is because the one thing that really frustrates me, and to be honest with you, I'm that guy that I'm just, a, I'm too nice of a guy, I think, is that whenever, <laughs> <laughs> when I, when I get bad service, when I get a bad product, when I, yeah, you know, I'm just not that guy that's going to take the time to write the bad review. Maybe that's because I am a business owner and I am a startup guy and I understand what they go through, yeah. but one of the reasons I started the show is because I really hate it when I, I just say, I, I look, I'm, I'm looking for a podcast to listen to and I see the title of the show and I, I think to myself, wow, okay, this is going to be 45 minutes well spent because I'm going to learn this, what they're talking about in the title. All right. Whatever mm -hmm. it may be that attracted me and I'm going to learn this in this 45 minutes. It's plenty of time. Then I get on the treadmill and then I, 45 minutes later, I'm asking, where's the freaking beef? You know what I mean? I, I'm just sure. like, you know, again, I'm not trying to hack on my fellow hosts. That's, that's not my, that's not my goal here. And I'm not trying to say I'm better than anybody else. Cause I'm, I'm just getting started here and I'm just trying to have some fun while I do it and provide undeniable value to the audience. But that's the thing. 
you listen to some of these shows and they're just like, they dance around, they go story after story after story. But then it's like, it's just barely, it's not even a gold nugget of what the title was about. And that's, I don't want people to, to feel that way about this show. I want mm-hmm. them to walk away saying, man, that guy, Chris, he gave me, he gave me so much value, so many great pointers, so many things. And I might even call that guy to help me out. You know what I mean? So, and it's really about empowerment and, and really takeaways sure. that they can implement. So how you said you implore business owners, especially small business owners to, to, to really, to really embrace that technology. And I want to peel that back. I want to peel a layer or two back in that regard. What are your thoughts on, I mean, how, again, these guys have been doing the same thing for a very long time, bro. They are ingrained. They, they have their day to day. They have, you know, they, they troubleshoot their problems. They know how to troubleshoot the few problems. You know what I mean? They just, they're just doing the same thing in a routine for the most part. Yep. How, how psychologically, how do they, how do even, how do they even start to make that shift to embracing something that is so huge in their minds, like technology, mm. right? How do they, how do they even, how do they even start, right? What do they have to do? What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's, 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 that is a, a good question. Cause I thought as, as I was finishing up the answer to that other question and you were starting, I was like, oh man, I totally missed sharing about this one thing. And, and I'll talk to that uh, here in a moment, but I would think like you're saying, I think the hardest thing, um, you know, for somebody who maybe I've been doing it for 20 years this way, I'm not going to change now. I'm just kind of, I'm just, I just, am, I am how I am. Right. Mm. I would say to you that probably the least scary way to do this is to hire a manager, right? Or even an office, you know, kind of assistant or a scheduler, right? Who, who is younger, right? Who understands technology, likes technology, right? And in a way, allow them the latitude to uh, start to integrate some technology into the business, right? And this kind of talks about like one of the things, and I literally just got off a call with a client. I mean, this is, this guy's a roofer. He does 50 million, right? Wow. A year. Uh, I think he's actually around my age. So he's, he's still kind of, he's still, he's still, I'd like to say I'm a young buck, right? Um, he's still a young guy, but he was so resistant to this component of um, our technology where it's, it's what we call a unified inbox, right? And this is where I think the people who are on the cutting edge or the bleeding edge, if you want to call it that, are, are really embracing is you have to have this unified sort of communication portal because now as a small business owner, it's not just your phone, right? Yes, your phone is important. By the way, are you even answering it? 40 to 62% of small business owners are, uh, sorry, I should say 40 to 62% of calls to small businesses go unanswered, right? What? So that's a lot of like business that you're missing, right? And what happens is they just dial for dollars on Google. So if they don't get a response from you, they're just calling the next guy, right? So even if you got referred, they're going to go, well, I need a roof today, right? Or whatever. I need a fence today. So they're just going to call the next guy, right? And so, yes, there is that large number that are missing calls in general, right? And a lot of people, 80% of people, these are some statistics I've recently looked up because this is something I've been sharing with a lot of my clients is I've been helping them kind of upgrade their systems and improve this line of communication is that 80% of consumers would rather text, send a text message than leave a voicemail. Right. So the question is, what are you making available to communicate with that person? Right. Um, 
And let alone, what are you doing to communicate with the person who wants to buy a roof or schedule a consultation without picking up the phone and calling you, right? Are you even available, right? A lot of these guys have landline numbers, right? So you can't text them, not text friendly, right? So what what this unified inbox is that, you know, we kind of help our clients with is like, you can not only take your phone calls that you miss and start a text conversation with that phone number, right? But you can initially initiate a text conversation on that phone number. There's Google chat or Google messaging, which most business owners don't even have turned on. Maybe maybe 5% of business owners across the US have this turned on, but people can actually on their mobile device, they can chat with your business if you've turned it on, on your Google My Business listing, which is awesome. I did that for uh, a couple of lawn guys when I got down here to kind of find a lawn guy, get a couple of quotes. It was really easy. I didn't have to make phone calls. I didn't have to get voicemails returned, right? Um, but so there's Google chat, but then there's Facebook messenger, right? Like, are you checking that? Is anybody checking that? Do you even have a Facebook page? Right. But the question is like somebody checking that periodically, right? Um, on top of that, you know, if you've got a contact us form on your webpage, where's that going? How quickly are you responding to that? Right. Um, you know, and then what's happening or what's coming literally like this month or next month, right. Is Apple messages, right. So people don't even know this, but like, you know, Apple's trying to kick TomTom to the curb, do their own sort of, you know, thing. They've also, I think they're booting out Yelp reviews. They're not using Yelp reviews anymore and they're going to get Apple reviews, right? So the question is, do you know about Apple reviews and are you getting Apple reviews, right? But are you receiving Apple messages? And then there's Instagram messages if you're in that space, right? Or something like that. But the question is, is all this communication, is it coming into one place so that your office manager or whoever is answering all these things? Or is it so disparate that like they're checking five or 10 different plugs? platforms multiple times a day, missing these things, not responding to them and trying to like cobble it all together. I think that's where, you know, the, the clients who are on the leading edge are, are unifying all their communication into one, one easy channel. Um, so they can kind of carry that, carry that on and, uh, and move forward. So what I would say there is like, dude, I get it. You're, you're stuck in your ways. So am I in certain, certain areas of my life, right? You just got to hire somebody who's going to take care of that piece you keep hammering on, you know, roofs, you keep, you know, putting in those fence posts, you keep drilling and filling teeth, you keep cracking backs or whatever, but you need, I implore you to find somebody who is tech savvy enough to bring this technology into your business so that you have your retirement plan stays in place. Cause that's what I think that's the scariest thing is like, I think the numbers like 70% of small businesses like don't have a succession plan. And so as a result, they just kind of close their doors. Right. And so you think about how many small business owners are just out there going, man, not only do I need to make it through this recession, but then I got to retire and I hope my business is somewhere or some, some place that I can actually get some money out of it, right? Because you've been yeah. putting your blood, sweat, and tears into it, right? And it's like, well, if you don't have systems in place, right? Like if they remove you and the whole business collapse, there's nothing to buy, right? So what you really need to do is you need to be putting these systems in place that keep this thing running and humming. And if you can kind of remove yourself by putting technology in place to create this flow. Anyways, man, we could, we could go down that rabbit hole. It's, it's, it's a deep one, but I think the, the easiest solution, I love that question. That's the first time anybody's ever asked me that, but I think the solution to that is you find somebody who's tech savvy, you pay them the right amount, right? But you, you got to vet them hard and you, there's got to be a lot of trust there. Um, but yeah, that, that's what I think, you know, creates that opportunity for you to kind of start moving in that direction. The most, the painless, the most painless way. Sure. And here's, I'll, I'll close with this. Here's why, because you as an older business owner who's been doing things a certain way, you are not going to believe it until you see it in your own business. So if you have somebody else do it and you kind of go, man, I'm kind of tired. Like we're doing a lot. We're doing a lot of roofs. Like what is going on? It's like, well, 
because we answer the phones faster, quicker. We're getting <laughs> the jobs faster, quicker. And it's like, well, how, how are we doing that? Well, remember how you hired me to do all that technology stuff? Yeah. Well, that's what's doing it. Oh, okay. Well, how do we, how do we pay for more tech? Where do we get more technology? Right. And it's like, well, that's not the question to ask, but you know, you're, you're at least heading in the right direction. Right. Kind of thing. So. Yes. No, man, there's so much to touch on. There's so much to touch on. And, and especially if you are somebody that is concerned about retirement, making it through the recession, all these things, right. And you're, you're hoping to sell in or through it or what have you, I guarantee you, if you have, if you have these systems in place that Chris is talking about, then that's going to make it more appealing for the buyer, whoever's going to buy your company, right? Yes. hundred percent. It's going to make it a lot because they streamlined all this. I don't have to, I'm not writing on a pen and a pad. I mean, Chris, I gotta be honest when you were talking, man, I was just like, I don't know if you saw me, but I, I put my hand on my head and I'm like, the thought of answering, oh my gosh, are you telling me that I have to check Instagram messages, check Facebook Messenger, check freaking email, check, well, I don't even know what the other ones. Now Apple messages are coming or reviews are coming and now I got to check that and now I got to check that. And I'm like, dude, you, uh, no, no, <laughs> just no. Exactly. Like, I'm not, uh, you know, um, boy, so I'm... Yeah, boy, I, I, you just, you overwhelmed me with that, but there's, there was a lot of great nuggets in there. So small business owners stuck in your ways, looking, if, if you're, if you're even open to changing and, and improving your business as a result, cause it will, right. Systems in place, turn on your Google chat, especially if you're a service, you're in the community <laughs> or blue collar companies, trade companies, etc., yeah. roofers, HVAC, all the, all the above, right. And answer your freaking phone. <laughs> answer your what do you i mean all right there's, and yeah, i'm sure the, there are services that can help with that right i mean oh, yeah. for uh -huh. phones and everything else i mean you just have to vet it do a little research um and in fact i might i might actually you know have some resources for you guys in in, in the description of, after this i just have to make sure i'm not misleading you in any way um sending yeah. you to serve it doesn't do that particular thing for you so i want to make sure of that um, yeah, Brad, one of the, sorry, one of the last things I would no, add please. into that, like, like you were just saying is, um, you know, Hey, small business owner, if you're selling your business, realize that number one, if you've got a good reputation, right. That's online and verifiable, right? Like you can say all day that you got a good reputation in the community, right? If this is some, you know, younger person, like buying your business, like they kind of believe it cause maybe they found you. Right. But they're not, if they don't have it online, they can't point to anything. Right. So number one, I, I whatever business you're in, get over a hundred reviews. Cause I think that's where you really kind of have some bargaining power. I think that if you don't, right, what you're going to have is you're going to have, and I've, I'm actually helping three of these guys right now. They're, they're these are three different business owners, um, like X, X Bain consulting, X McKinsey company guys who just, they've been cons business consultants, helped other people run their businesses. They've gone out and used their own money to buy businesses that they're now running. And every single one of them, 20 year old, 30 year old, 15 year old businesses all had like less than 50 reviews. One had 25, right? Um, another one had like 50 reviews, right? And we've just helped them absolutely crush it. And I can only imagine that when they bought that business, they got it at a significant discount simply because they can, you know, argue that like, Hey, I get it, but like you don't have the reputation and you don't have the leads that are coming in 
to justify the price that you want. And so mm. you're going to have your retirement heavily discounted mm. if you don't put a small investment over the next couple of years building up this key component and indicator. Um, and I really do believe there will be a line item on, you know, a CPA's, you know, ledger at some point when they're doing their, you know, business appraisal uh, for that that online reputation. Like I just I know it's going to be there in time. And so, you know, one of the things to get top dollar for your business is to go make sure that you've got, you know, systems and processes in place that that are allowing you to kind of step aside because that's not what my generation is looking for as a full time job. They're looking for a business to own and run kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully that no, that, that that should. That's a hundred, a couple hundred thousand dollars in your pocket, depending on the size of your organization. So <laughs> no joke, man, that, that's, that's real though, because it's, no. it's, I mean, I know for me personally, if I'm, if I'm going to buy the coffee shop down the street or the roofing company down the street or what have you, I mean, it's going to look a heck of a lot more appealing if those systems and processes are already in place and it it's the reviews are there and it's, it's basically as as more turnkey as possible, right? Yep. Instead of I got to go in there and I got to turn things around. You know yep. what I mean? It's a turnaround versus a turning up, right? Yeah. Turning up the mm -hmm. volume, if you will, turn, instead of a turn. Yeah, it's it's 100%, man. That's good stuff. Um, so Chris, when I when we talked previously, man, you were telling me about um, a your, your theory or your process of max output for minimum input. And that you clearly incorporate in your company for your clients, et cetera, man. Can you just tell us what that's all about? Because I, I, I still want to wrap my head around that. And I know that that's going to make sense to everybody. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I think people can look at technology as an evil thing, or they can look at, look at it as an extremely powerful lever. Right. And um, I think if you take the right approach to it, it can have huge impacts in your business as a result of it. And so really what, what we do for our clients is we help them uh, implement, uh, a, I would say, a key piece of technology. Now, it has many components to it and it facilitates um, and accelerates a lot of these these conversations and a lot of this um, word of mouth spreading in its new sort of digital form, which is reviews. But also, it's it it there's two components to that. It's it's the client acquisition piece of it, and then it's also the client retention piece of it, right? So overall, that's what we call the client experience and what's their experience. And the more seamless and the more fluid you make it, the more somebody is going to be excited to leave a review right? Because they've had that next level experience with you, right? In terms of communication and expectations and transparency and all that good stuff. And that's where I think you can leverage technology to do that um, in your business, because that's where I think most negative reviews come from. It's just a miscommunication, right? Um, mm -hmm. But the idea is, is how do you find, you know, a platform or a couple of key platforms that uh, enable your business to really, you know, I don't, I don't like the word survive, but thrive, right? And I would say that really in any business, and this is something I've just been having this conversation a lot too, is that like in any business, there's really two, two key sort of quote unquote technology stacks that you're going to have. You're going to have your technology stack that works and services the back end of your business, right? So this is something that maybe tracks all your proposals, keeps all your legal agreements, sends out your invoices, takes payments, all that kind of stuff, plans routes or whatever, right? Or plan, you know, treatment plans, depending on, you know, what industry you're in. Um, and so there's that tech stack, right? But then you're going to have this other tech stack um, that I think has been a genesis, you know, as of recently, because technology is such a key piece is, is, taking on the customer facing 
component of that, right? And that's mm-hmm. really what we help our clients build out is just a, a great, not just first impression, but but a great experience the whole way through from start to finish, right? To, to kind of close out and creating that opportunity for not just reviews, but also referrals, right? Um, and so just making, using technology to get that maximum output for minimum input, right? Because what we've done is we've actually created the least amount of work for your customer, right? The least mm-hmm. amount of work for you, but the maximum amount of result because of how we help facilitate <clears throat> that conversation and that communication being so so seamless. And then the real sort of lever or you know springboard is the reviews and the referrals that you can generate by leveraging key technology components that make it easy for word of mouth to spread for your business online. So. Wow, man, that's good. That is good stuff, bro. I'm telling you, this is, this is really good. Um, and I'm, I'm, I, I just, I really, I don't see how it's possible that people can't be, but I, I hope that they're getting a lot of value from this conversation because what you're saying really, it just makes a lot of sense, bro. It really does. And, and I hope I people hope so. will take that to heart and I, I hope they will take your advice and run with it for sure. Um, yeah. So Chris, man, tell us a story about how you got started uh, with Reputation Igniter. Tell us the story of how you started it, maybe why you started it, anything that you want to share with that, because there there has to be something there. You saw you saw something missing or um, just peel that back for us. Tell us. Yeah, I'll try to give you the Reader's Digest version without too many <laughs> roundabout and circuitous ways. Um, so I started a, a, a larger sort of agency that really kind of did everything for small business owners. And the reason why is because I saw a gap in the market. Now I'm, I jokingly say I'm a recovering engineer, but it's been almost 10 years. So I think I'm recovered at this point and now I'm just an entrepreneur. Um, but, uh, I look at things as, as systems, right? Um, yeah. That's my nuke, my nuke background in the Navy, right? Is just like, everything's a system. How are they communicating to each other? You know, are, are they, is it good feedback? Is it bad feedback? Like, do we got to scram the reactor? Or we got to, you know, put more power in there and all that good stuff, right? And so I see things as systems. And what I saw is that <clears throat> most small business owners, number one, barely had the money they needed to, to market themselves effectively. And two, definitely didn't have the money that they needed to hire a marketing kind of coordinator inside their business, you know, get it from uh, a local community college, maybe it's $50,000 a year, right? But if you get it for somebody from a four-year degree, it's probably $100,000 a year. Most small businesses don't have that budget, right? So what I did is I said, hey, there's a gap here. What I can do is I would come in and I would consult, you know, for a couple hundred bucks every single month. I'd take a look at and I'd sit over and kind of quarterback all their marketing for them because I had expertise in those different areas from running online businesses for the past, like, you know, 10 years at that point. And so, um, I was doing that. I did that for about two and a half years, was in a BNI group and, you know, it helped me really hone my messaging and, you know, my approach and all that kind of stuff. And going on a walk as my wife and I walk all the time, usually almost every day, uh, to just keep lines of communication open and just cause we love each other and it's a fun thing to do. But, uh, you know, I was just kind of saying like, man, like I just, there's so many moving pieces. It's so hard to kind of, you know, wrap your brain around all this stuff. And most business owners don't have the, you know, uh, wherewithal to do all this stuff. And she said, you know, you should really think about making some, you know, a product that's just like some service that's just so affordable and just absolutely makes sense for these small businesses that, uh, you know, that, that 
they would just buy it more easily. So you don't feel like you got to like spend all this time educating and training and all this kind of stuff. And so I said, that's a good, that's a good thought. Right. And like most men, you know, it takes about six minutes, six months for that thing to set, settle in right now. I was preparing a speech for one of my, you know, BNI group. And, you know, I was preparing this thing and I was giving, going to give case studies of all the you know success stories. Again, going to try and make this short, but literally what I found is the ones who had good results versus the one who had great results, the ones who had great results were actively building a reputation online through the services that I was offering. And I said, holy cow, that's it, Eureka. I literally rebranded my whole business. And then, ta-da, there you had Reputation Igniter. I launched it at that thing, and I've never looked back. And uh, the reason that I saw was because, or what I saw was that it was the lowest common denominator that a business could do and get the most output from it, right? Because Google ads are really expensive. SEO takes a lot of time and is expensive and it's really competitive, right? But I found that most people have a good reputation in their, in their industry or in their, in their field locally. It's just that they weren't necessarily, they didn't have the reputation they needed online to make sure that they were converting all the referrals that they were getting, um, that were finding them online because they didn't have that right first impression. So as a result, there's a lot of businesses out there who are actually losing business right now. They're totally unaware because nobody calls them and goes, hey, by the way, I was referred to you, but I'm not going with you because I picked another competitor because you didn't have the reviews I was looking for, right? Um, and so that's where I just, I built it as a kind of a, as a service to support small business owners. And, you know, over the years it's, it's continued to evolve, right? I think you were talking about the technology piece, you know, earlier. And it's like, yeah, we, we used to use like, business cards with QR codes on it, right? That's where we started. But now we've got a totally automated system that literally integrates with just about any platform out there. Um, or we can create the technology to integrate with any platform out there that totally automates that follow-up sequence, right? And now what we've been doing is evolving this last, I don't know, probably six to 12 months into, hey, how do we also make sure that the client acquisition component of this is also on point, which is why I was talking about that, you know, creating some sort of a unified communication portal for your businesses, because most businesses, it's so fragmented that they're missing and losing leads, right? And especially in, if you're a roofer, right? You miss one lead that could convert into a roof, like you just miss 15 to 25 grand. Like, I don't know about you, but that's worth spending 300 bucks a month to make sure that you can communicate on all these different platforms kind of thing, right? So, but that's, so that's what we do is we help businesses build these things and we, and we implement it in their business, right? And we educate and teach their team. So that like, again, this is all off their shoulders because that's the other piece is like, cool, you want to put this piece of technology in place. Well, if you're just buying a software online, well, it's all on you, right? So what we found is the way to support our clients is like, Hey, great. Let's help put that software into your business. Let's teach your entire team how to use it. We're going to be here to support you. Any questions that you have, like, hey, we're a small business. We know what the pains that you're going through. Here's how we navigate through these things. Here's how we help you. And we also bring, you know, 10 plus years of experience of kind of like figuring out, hey, what are your best practices to kind of solve all these kind of things? And so that was really the genesis was I saw a gap of knowledge and expertise in the mar in the small business world then I reduced it to its lowest common denominator. And now we're evolving with our small business clients because what we want is we want them to be at the, at the, at the leading edge of their small business, you know, <clears throat> industry so that they don't, they don't, you know, they don't get sunk when this recession happens, right? That in, if anything, they actually get more business because they're that, that beacon on a hill when, you know, John, the plumber who, you know, has no reviews and has no profiles online was getting business. Well, now his leads dried up because everybody's going online and they're finding, you know, Timmy, Timmy, the tool man, Taylor or whatever, man, that kind of dates back. But, uh, <laughs> the, the idea is, is that, um, yeah, they're just, they're easy. They're more easily found just by leveraging a couple of pieces, 
piece, pieces yeah. of key con content online. So yeah, hopefully that was helpful. No, that's and I have good, to give man. a lot of, I have to give a lot of credit to my wife because she was the one who was like, Hey, you got to do this. And I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't know. All right. And then you finally go, Oh yeah, dang it. That's a really, really good idea. There's been a lot of other moments too. I have too many to count at this point. hundred percent, yeah. man. hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, we, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, we could probably do a whole show on why marrying yeah, the right woman is, is key. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's Amen to life that. Is so much easier <laughs> with the right one. Um, but man, that's awesome. Boy, I tell you. So, so, okay. So you're telling me like, so you're telling me with, with your company, you, you don't just hand people a tool and say, here you go. You, you actually help them set things up. You streamline the process for them. You make it, you actually make it simple for them to use. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's that's what, that's what I'm picking up. Like you, you, you don't just say, here you go. Here's a piece of software. Go learn it. Good luck. Yeah. Our, our goal really is to build a process and a system inside your business that, that you don't even know is there. It's just kind of humming in the background. So it literally just kind of dissolves into the background. Um, with the exception of you get alerts every time you get a review or every time you get a new referral. Um, and then the other pieces on the front end is creating that unified sort of channel of communication so that you've essentially got this, um, what was I going to call it? Not your headquarters, but like, uh, Oh, I was thinking, I can't remember what it is. Command station, command station. Command That's station, what it is. Like the central yeah. command station. Yeah. So that all these channels are coming in. And so, the, you know, the tip of your spear, your receptionist, your, you know, your, your job coordinator, whatever, right. They can communicate on all these different platforms on your behalf as effectively as possible so that you can get as much business as possible through the door booked and scheduled and delighted at, at your service and response times and all that kind of stuff. Right. Cause that we live in a, time where response time is everything right so yeah and so we'll train the staff and, and all that kind of stuff and then we sit there and monitor the the systems and stuff to make sure it's good and you get reporting on all of that kind of stuff and i mean the cool thing is is like most clients never ask because they see it they see the review coming in every couple of days and they just go okay well that clearly that's working whatever it is so back to what i'm doing actually makes me money kind of thing right so yeah it's, right. it's a good feeling to to put these these you know systems and processes in place for businesses and just support them in their growth. Right. I think that's the exciting thing. Yeah. If you, again, me as a CEO myself, I'm, I'm looking forward to the day where I can actually bring on people who specialize in things that I hate doing. So I don't have yeah. to do it myself. Right. I can focus on what mm -hmm. I enjoy doing and, and, you know, the business development and the sales side of things. Um, it's just that putting things in place like that. But earlier you said something about, your product and i think it's it's probably a, a good differentiator is um you said something about you give your clients the ability to or the, their customers the ability to reach out and connect with your clients to essentially give them the opportunity to make things right if a customer is dissatisfied or what have you before that bad review gets put into place, man. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Cause that's a cool feature. That's really, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's, it's kind of the, uh, the linchpin in all of it, but again, it's just, it's just creating the communication channel, right? Okay. Um, or the, the create, creating the communication opportunity, right? Cause I think a lot of times, like <clears throat> most small businesses, like you swipe their credit card and they're off. Right. So it's, it's a way to kind of say, Hey, by the way, thanks for, thanks for the payment. But how do we do? <clears throat> did we hit the mark, or did did we kind of did we kind of miss it, right? And so the power there is, you know, creating that channel if they didn't have a great experience to like 
you know, hey, let's let's learn from it. We're, we're always trying to evolve, right? Um, but at the same time saying, hey, look, if you had a great experience, like we want to hear that feedback, but could you do it on an online platform so that others can know about it? And obviously we're tracking and we're, we're making sure and, you know, we help our clients, you know, respond to reviews. Like we pretty much respond to most of our clients' reviews for them, right? So, you know, just taking that piece off of their plate, right? Um, you know, they can always do that. Them- so they can always respond to reviews themselves, but we kind of, you know, help facilitate you know doing that in a timely manner for them um but yeah that's that's it and it's really it's just through transparency and openness it's just like one one page man you know hey would you recommend this question you know cindy would you recommend this question mark you know thanks for trusting us with your latest blah 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 you know would you share it online so others may benefit you know we so appreciate you um you know google facebook angie's list home advisor big red button contact us if we screwed up kind of thing right (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So it's out. Okay. Again, just, just to close this part out, man, the communication yeah. channel, that's key, but it also, it sounds like it goes a little further than that, man. It's like, because you have that, you have the unified inbox, right? Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like, okay, you, and again, you said this earlier, making it easy for the customer, right? Because you have mm-hmm. to, you have to try to make it stupid easy so that you get those reviews. But it sounds like it, your system lets people, lets the, lets the customer reach out to that business from where they are. Right. Not having to go to a certain place outside of where they are. Is that accurate? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which makes it usually this will be. Yeah, this will be in line with all the other text messages that they've had with that business, you know, throughout the project. Right. Or it'll be, you know, another email from the business, you know, just making it really easy. That's straightforward and says, hey, you know, here are your options kind of thing. So we'd love to hear from you. That's awesome. Great question. That's awesome, man. So. Wow. They're. Bro, there's been a lot, there has been a lot covered in this. And I, I, I surely hope that people are taking it to heart. I really do. Cause it makes, it really does make a difference. And if they don't think it does, my challenge for them is the next time they're going looking for a place to eat online or going looking for a place to get something from online to buy something and pay attention to your psychological response in your own mind when you see those lack of reviews, bad reviews, etc. Right? Because we've all done it. We've seen the one review, the one star, this, that, and the other, and it taints the image. It really does. So, man, it's important stuff. So, all right, Chris, man, we're going to start trying to wrap things up here, man. I'm trying to value your time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's, let's leave with this. I'm going to ask you, and yep. I usually try to ask this question with every special guest. Um, Boy, so if you could leave the audience, all right, with just just one thing that they could start doing right now that would that would set them on the path to becoming undeniable in their business, man. What what would that one thing be? Um, you know, I think the shift in that mindset of, you know, embracing technology, you know, you to embrace everything and the cutting edge, but I, I think just move, at least getting yourself started and moving in that direction would probably be the, the biggest piece because I think that's where the biggest chasm is being created in small business right now is, is around that technology and that technology in terms of communicating with, with, with your people, right? Um, millennials and gen wires and all that they they have a certain expectation that you're easy to communicate with right and if you're not then and you're not responsive then you're you're you're, you're gonna go the way of the dinosaurs right and so i think i think that would be 
the one piece from a mindset standpoint. Uh, from a technical standpoint, what I would encourage you to do <clears throat> is if you haven't done so already, go claim your Google business listing, right? And that's as easy as going and Googling your own name and, you know, clicking on, you know, own this business question mark and just walking through the verification process. That'll give you your Google my business listing. So nobody can else can edit it, which is a very important thing because somebody could put up the wrong phone number. Now all your phone, all your calls are going to some other person, right? Uh, some other roofing company, if they, if they so effectively did it right. Yep. Um, and in there, there's a link that you can create to, uh, to generate more reviews. And if you just want to go kind of, kind of ghetto style and you don't want to go at it with a, you know, a whole, whole army of, um, technology, like, like I would, I would, um, then you can at least start with that link and you can send it to your customers after they're done and just say, Hey, we, you know, we're trying to grow a reputation online. We'd love if you would take a minute to just write a review for us. Right. And leave that link in there. Right. It's a pretty short link and stuff. And so that would be the other piece. And, and to what you were just talking about wrapping up, I think, you know, yes, go through the psychology. I think the other thing too, is, is if you're a business that refers people to other businesses is I'd go look those other businesses up. Are they a good reflection of you, right? Do you feel like, you know, the people you're referring to make you look good or do they make you kind of look like, oh yeah, I can't believe you refers me to that person or something like that, right? So there's also some synergy there, like, you know, get your buddies on board too, right? Because if, if all of you look good, then you all look even better when people are referring each other. So just a, another, another nugget of wisdom over the fence there for you. 100%. That's good stuff, man. Chris, um, how can... Um, it's been, man, it's been awesome having you, bro. I, I, I know I've said it a few different times, but I'll say it again because the value is, is there. Um, yeah. Small, you know, business owners, you know, larger and smaller. If, if, if you guys are wondering if this guy and his company is going to serve you well, then this episode should speak to that right now. Um, he, he, he provided a lot of value for us. I got a bunch of value out of it today and I, I know you all, you all did as well. And so I can only imagine that's going to be tenfold working with him. So I would suggest you do it. Um, Chris, I, I, I really appreciate you making the time, bro. And, and if people want to reach out to you, if they want to, they want to just have a conversation with you about what you do and how you do it for them. Um, how can they connect with you if they have questions? First off, my pleasure, Brad. Uh, it's been a joy talking to your audience and uh, you undeniably deliver value. So uh, I think another gold star. <laughs> yeah, you, de you definitely have, uh, you know, 11. And, and I think with what we've talked about today, I mean, you really are creating a podcast that helps people become undeniable because at the end of the day, being undeniable is you're so good, you know, that there's, there's nobody, nobody can really kind of say that you're not right at the top of your game. So, um, in terms of, uh, getting, getting in contact with me, uh, you, quote unquote, I guess you could say the old fashioned way you could email me at Chris at ignite.reviews. So just C H R I S at I G N I T E dot R E V I E W S reviews is plural. There's no.com, no.biz, no.net, none of that. It's, you know, one of those crazy marketing TLDs, I guess. Um, so you can email me there or like I said, uh, we, we drink our own Kool-Aid. Um, so you could Facebook message our business. Uh, you could go to my Google, my business listing and you could chat with us and you could just ask for me. Uh, you could send us a text to our mainline number, which is two zero six, you know, seven, four, three, nine, three, seven, three. And you'll get a text back. You could call that number. Uh, you could ask for me. And so, um, 
yeah, I, we're we're open and we're open for business, and you can reach us on all those all those different channels. And uh, happy to continue the conversation. Happy to be a resource. Um, you know, I, I hope I get the the blessed opportunity to serve you and your business and and help you kind of elevate uh, what you're doing because I know you're doing a good thing. Whatever it is, you're doing your best. And sometimes you just need somebody to, you know, give you a little nudge in the right direction or open your eyes to what other opportunities might be out there that you didn't know. Um, and yeah, just stay open-minded and stay focused on becoming undeniable. And I think you will have the world open up to you. So yeah, thanks again, Brad. I appreciate it. Uh, and I think that anybody listening to your podcast, you know, mine aside, I don't know, maybe I didn't deliver value, but uh, everyone else I'm sure is, is you're just providing undeniable vibe. So keep it up, man. Um, I'm excited to be a part of it and uh, I know it will grow for sure. Uh, well, I Brian, I really appreciate the kind words. Um, and I, um, again, I, I can't thank you enough for, for what you've done here today. Um, that's it guys. I, I would, again, highly encourage, this is an investment in your business, man. This is, this is a, this is a worthwhile investment in your business. And it might be one of the most important parts of your company. And, and, Honestly, I, I mean, as we go further along, I'm probably going to reach out to you, Chris, because I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not going to want to deal with this side of things. I'm just not going to want to do it. Um, and as an aside, before we close out, do you do you guys actually I mean, or is there a way to kind of reverse bad reviews or is it just piling on the good ones on top to suppress the other ones and put them at the bottoms where people don't see them? Yeah, the solution to pollution is dilution. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, I think the other thing is, is I forget the, the stats changing all the time, but I think it's like 74% of consumers don't even read reviews or don't view reviews older than a month is relevant to their buying decision, right? So like, yeah, I mean, think about that Chinese buffet that's always under new management. Why are they saying that, right? They're trying to tell you like, hey, we're different, right? So anyways, that's, 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 I wouldn't worry about it in three months time and a month's time, people won't even be paying attention to that negative review just bury it with some great reviews and people realize how awesome you are now so yeah hopefully it's right especially <laughs> especially if they're working with you man because you're going to get those reviews yeah. and you're going to get pushed down a lot faster bro that's awesome <laughs> for real no i mean it's, it's the truth though it's it's um but chris man thank you so much bro i i am i am i'm so glad we did this and i know i know this won't be the last time um again guys if you want to hit up chris i suggest you do it because he's providing an undeniably valuable service to you Chris at ignite.reviews, and that's C-H-R-I-S at ignite, I-G-N-I-T-E, dot reviews with an S. Chris, thank you, sir. I appreciate you making the time. Much love, bro. Thank you. Appreciate you too, Brad. Thanks. Yeah, so that's it for this episode, guys. It is my hope that you enjoyed it, that it brought you some undeniable value, things that you can actually take away and implement right now which you can, things that will produce positive changes in your life and in your business. And if you didn't hear any nuggets today that were undeniably valuable to you, then get the freaking cotton balls out of your ears because you just weren't listening. Man, you just weren't listening, right? So what's the next step when the show ends? Here's what you need to do, especially if you're a business owner, you know other business owners. Send this show, pay this, pay it forward by sending this show to people you know, to other business owners that you know, because they're going to get value out of it as well, right? Maybe you were listening to it and this guy down the street that you know of just, Chris said something that that guy just needs to hear. Send them the show. It takes just a couple of taps of your thumbs. It won't take you much time. Then 
Of course, what I'm going to do now, which I started doing a few shows back, is I'm going to ask you to leave us a generous review on this show so that we can grow and get this value into the ears of more listeners that need to hear it, right? The things that Chris shared today, people need to hear because they they don't, one of the problems that everything in, in, in society, regardless of whether it's politics or business or in any aspect is that people usually just don't know. This is your chance to provide value to them and inform them, all right? Remember, you cannot become undeniable if you are uninformed. So become awakened and you become undeniable. And as always, make sure you bless up, man, and I'm out.